I love how this conversation, this is what happens, right? It turns into the dinner party conversation of what are you listening to, right? And the reason we have good podcasts, yeah. by the time you get back to your phone or you're going to go for a run or something, you're like, oh, shoot, what is it that Emily told me to listen to, right? Because these conversations are happening everywhere. We're, we've just codified it so you don't have to remember anymore. Welcome to the Beetle Moment Marketing Podcast, an exploration of marketing and business with a focus on emerging technology and voice. I'm your host, Emily Binder, and I make this for you. It's time to crawl in. Hi, this is Emily Binder, and I'm here with my very special guest, JJ Ramberg. JJ is the co-founder of Good Pods, the new app where you can follow your friends, influencers, and favorite podcasters to see what they're listening to. JJ spent 13 years as an anchor on MSNBC and also co-founded the coupon site goodshop.com. She is the author of two books, the bestseller It's Your Business and the children's book The Startup Club. Welcome, JJ. Hi, Emily. So nice to talk to you. I am so pumped to hear more about Good Pods and other good things that you've done. I, I noticed that you have good pods, good shop. Uh, is there a reason? Do you just gravitate toward goodness? <laughs> We're a very optimistic team over here. Yeah, we love the word good. Um, it's funny, though, because good is used differently in both of those companies. But I, I love that there is some synchronicity between the two of them. Oh, that's great. Well, I think we need all of that optimism and positivity right now. Uh, so. Tell me, what is Good Pods kind of at its root and why does the world need it? You know, it's really simple. It is an app. Um, it's a podcast player. And you uh, on it, you follow your friends and influencers and experts and podcasters as you would on any social media. And then your feed is what they're listening to by episode. And then there are also places where you can chat with people and interact with podcasters and talk to people about shows. But at its core, it's just a way to find great new podcasts and for podcasters to find new listeners. So, you know, when I'm about to go for a run, instead of spending 20 minutes now thinking, oh, what am I going to listen to? I just go to my feed and I'm like, oh, that's cool. My sister listened to that. Or, oh, that's neat. My best friend listened to that. And then I get introduced to something I'd never heard of before. That is really cool. When I started using Good Pods, I started... I think ologies came into my feed and I'm only following you and Ken and maybe like two other people, but ologies, which is such a great podcast based, based on all kinds of science, um, had a recent episode about COVID actually. And it was, it was one shining light in a sea of confusion. Um, and I was so happy I found it there. Well, isn't it cool? Like somebody um, early on in our in our small test listened to something called The Art of the Exit, um, which I'd never heard of. I'm sure no one had heard of. And it was about a, a art heist. And I watched that because I follow everyone on the app. I watched it go from friend to friend to friend because someone listened to it, then their friend saw it, and then they listened to it, then their friend saw it. So it was really neat early on to see, oh, wow, the concept is really working and people like this. <laughs> I love it because I'm a Goodreads user and it's a bit of a similar model, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, we go to our friends for everything, right? We go to them for restaurant suggestions and product suggestions and 
it's the way we want to learn about things. And so exactly, you're just going here to see what your friends and podcasters. Wait, Emily, tell everyone what your uh, what your at symbol, what your username is so they can follow you on Good Pods. Oh, it's at Emily Bender. It matches all my other handles. Perfect. So follow me on Good Pods. <laughs> and what and how do they follow you, JJ? At JJ. First one on. <laughs> oh, wow. I love that. I spoke with your brother, Ken, your co-founder, and he was saying to me, go get at Emily. Go get, get E. You can get it right now. And I said, I have to, I have to match all my other handles because, you know, it's my brand. You know, it's funny. I called my friend Jen Rogers. She's an anchor on Yahoo Finance. And I said, here's your chance. You can get at Jen. You are never going to get that anywhere else. <laughs> oh, I love that. So you can get your name on Good Pods now if anyone's listening and uh, has their phone out. Exactly. Get it quick. So, yeah. Um, obviously, you have quite an impressive background. Um, how did you end up at this point of founding Good Pods with your brother, Ken? Um, you know, I have spent my life flip-flopping through business and journalism. So I started out my career at NBC News, and then I went to business school, and then I worked for an internet company, and then I went back to CNN, and then I left CNN to start my last company, and then um, and then I went to MSNBC, where I was an anchor, you said, for 13 years, and then started this company. And so I just keep going back and forth. And the reason we started this one I, I was really just because we're big podcast listeners and thought, wow, this seems so obvious. Why doesn't this exist already? And so Ken and I just built it. It doesn't exist besides Good Pods, and I've been looking for it. So I was so happy when you created it. And it's always shocked me that in podcasting, which hit for the first time ever this watershed moment in 2019, 50% of the U.S. population has at least listened to a podcast, and a third of them listen at least monthly. So that's the first time it's ever been so widespread. It's becoming a very common and, and quotidian medium for getting everything from information to entertainment to news. Yet there's no great single index or place to kind of share it socially. Um, like it's always been missing. I know. That's what do what, you think about that? That's exactly what we found, right? So, you know, if you go on Twitter and you just look up anyone know a good podcast, there are a million people asking that, right? And there are Facebook groups, their chat groups, their Slack groups. And so we wanted to put it in a place where you could see what your friends are listening to. You don't have to reach out and ask them. You can direct recommend things to people if you want, but also you can just press play right there or bookmark it so it's in a queue for later on. But we're also finding, I mean, this is such a crazy time as we all know right now. Um, and I've always loved podcasts, but I'm also really turning to them even more than ever right now, both as a source of information because there's so many great ones out there telling us about what's happening in the world. And then also for my family as a way for us all to kind of gather together and listen to something good. Right, right. And we are recording this on March 19th, 2020. So if anybody in the future listens back to this episode, you'll you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Um, there has been a major worldwide panic and a national emergency due to coronavirus. And I have found respite and kind of solace in podcasts more than TV. I don't want to watch TV. I, it almost grosses me out to sit in front of the boob tube. Like I'm already home, right? That's what I do when I'm sick at home almost or, or want to really check out mentally. And I find myself just listening to podcasts like right before bed. And it's such a nice medium that doesn't have blue light in your face, which is one thing that's great about it. 
I agree. And sometimes when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll listen to something. And and also, it's just really easy to pick something based on your mood, right? And that's where I follow, you know, different friends for different things. Like, if I'm like, oh, I want to learn something about science that I've never seen before, I go to Gordon. I want something about, you know, meditation, then I'll go to see what another friend is listening to. And so it's just a, it's a really easy way to kind of make your way through the world um, with a low commitment. <laughs> what do you mean by low commitment? I mean, you don't have to sit down and read, you know, 400 page book because you might not have time for that. But you can say, okay, I'm going to go listen to 20 minutes on a history podcast on what happened today, 50 years ago, or something like that. Or I'm going to go listen to maybe a five minute podcast on a breathing exercise. Or I just want to listen to something mm-hmm. funny. So I'm going to listen to Conan Needs a Friend, right? And uh, Or interesting or good interview. Um, and so I just, I, I think it's an easy way to go from thing to thing. Yes, yes. And even though it's a little more of a short form content medium, sure, you have two or three hour podcasts out there, but what you're talking about with these 20 minute hits where you can get smarter and feel good, it's the opposite of what we experience with social media, which is really like rubbernecking at a car accident a lot of the time. It's very, it's fueled by negativity and kind of uh, voyeurism and just so many things that make us depressed. I mean, teen depression rates are through the roof, mostly studies show, influenced by social media use. Yeah. And I think podcasting is this beacon of positivity. Like you don't listen to a podcast and feel worse. You go on Instagram, you might feel worse. Yeah, indeed. I think you're so right. And it's just fun to know that you can enter into a different world for a little bit, whatever world that is that you want to do. I mean, that's kind of why I went to journalism originally, right? I wanted to just learn so many different things and you get to pop in and out of other people's lives and industries. And um, and so that's what I, I really love about podcasts. And also, um, I think you are incredibly spot on about social media and how this is different. You're following people to learn what they're learning, not to be, you know, intentionally or not intentionally jealous about what they're doing. Um, <laughs> get to share in their learnings. I mean, we have um, Dan Harris. He's a an anchor on ABC News, and he's host of um, this podcast, 10% Happier. And I really enjoy following him right now, right? And, and we'll have more people um, like Gwyneth Paltrow is going to have a profile on here and Rachel Hollis has a profile on here and the Today Show does and Entertainment Weekly does. And so it's the same in social media. You get to follow people, but you're right. It's all about positivity and education and fun and things that are interesting. That's fantastic. I, yes, I definitely know who Dan Harris is. Uh, the 10% Happier podcast is is great. I love that you have other people, the ones that you've named, excited about this so that more people will find out about it. It will grow. And it has been sorely needed for so long. So thank you for building it. Oh, thank you. But I mean, I also think, right, you have a great podcast and all of these followers and people want to know what you're listening to also. Well, what am I listening to? Like I said, ologies. I've gone down an ologies (laughs) rabbit hole. I had Daniel Crosby on a few weeks ago and he recommended it. But I only listened to it when I saw it in Good Pods and I saw the Corona, the COVID episode. And Allie Ward interviewed a disasterologist, a virologist, a bat expert, because, you know, it came from bats. Yep. And it was just getting all these different scientific viewpoints on it. And I, I found it 
informative, but it also made me feel a little better. Like, okay, I have a better understanding of this. You know, I'm not a medical expert, but I've heard what these ones are saying and I think I trust it. So. Yeah. You know what I'm listening to right now is cool mules. Have you heard of this one? No, it's that. It, it it's it's the opposite. It will teach you nothing. <laughs> um, but it is a story <laughs> about a guy who worked for Vice Media, who created basically this drug ring, um, getting cocaine to Australia. I mean, it's it's like a ridiculous podcast. It's a six part series, but you just kind of can't look away. You have to keep listening to it. It's just a- I love those mini series, like. Who does that? Is it Wondery or somebody like? No, I just also love or... We Crashed from Wondery. No, um, I forget who does. Oh. Um, cool, me. It's out of Canada. Okay. Oh, it might be. Is it Pacific Content? I can't remember I those guys. It's really um, good though for anyone who's okay. out there needing something. Okay. Cool, <laughs> cool mules. I will check that one out because I love the series. I love the like six or 10 episodes, like Dr. Death. Oh my gosh. I binged Dr. Death while I was in Florida for a conference. And it was funny because it was happening like right during the first news about Wuhan. It was around January 28th, actually. And I was, I was saying, oh, it's not in our country yet. We're fine. And all at the same time, I'm listening to this like scary medical podcast about a doctor who's maiming people. It was just the perfect storm for me to get really freaked out. But, you know, I enjoyed it. But I think this is it, right? You're listening to Dr. Death and then you're listening to Ologies. It's, I mean, that is the perfect yeah. way to consume co- podcasts, I think, at least for me. Another one that's totally funny is uh, Scam Goddess. And oh, it's I just, don't know. It's a comedy, one. but it, it's so hilarious. It's Lacey Mosley. She's a comedian, actor, and it's all about famous scams from history. Um, like recently, Anna Delvey, and they go in and tell the story of this scam. And you could look at like MLM, even Mary Kay or any of these you know, selling jewelry, selling oils, getting like women to do this on Facebook. And how does that work? Um, and what's the psychology that makes people vulnerable to scams? Oh, there's Emily. a scam. The, <laughs> immediately, so good. immediately go put that on your feed. So you can, there's a share button. Yeah. You can search for it. And then there's, if you don't listen to it on Good Pods, you can still share it. So just press the share button and put it to your feed because I'm going to go listen to that later. I will. There's one about this lady named Mina Chang who kind of was playing a role in the U.S. government and was also running a scam. She pretended that she built a school in Afghanistan, like a charity foundation. She made up a whole fake foundation. She got promoted in the government. Oh she was also God. like a model and had a singing career on the side. It's nuts. Oh, my God. I <laughs> can't like, wait. To I'll, put, I'll put that on my good pods. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait to listen to you. Oh. I love how this conversation, this is what happens, right? It turns into the dinner party conversation of what are you listening to? Right. And the reason we have good podcasts, yeah. <laughs> by the time you get back to your phone or you're going to go for a run or something, you're like, oh, shoot, what is it that Emily told me to listen to? Right. Because these conversations are happening everywhere. We're, we've just codified it so you don't have to remember anymore. Completely. It's true. You said how people on Twitter or Facebook, hey, can anyone recommend a good podcast? That happens all over the world. It's called dark social almost when it's happening on a, a podcast or rather on a text message stream like where you don't see it all the ways people communicate that aren't public. Um, so information is always being shared. It just needs to be organized in one repository where we can all kind of access it, benefit from it. So I think it's a great solution for that. Well, thank you. Thank you. We we sure think so. So yeah. you know, we're just in the very beginning stages of this. So um, we're really excited to get it out there. 
in a big way. Yeah. So when you approached designing the app, what like what was just square one where you said, well, these are the features we want or we want it to look this way or we want it to be similar to this one, but different from the other I mean, how did, how did that go? Um, we wanted it to be familiar, right? So we weren't teaching something brand new. So we spent a lot of time looking at Instagram and Twitter and social media out there so that we're using the symbols and the uh, methodologies that people are already familiar with. Um, and then and then we just thought about, okay, how do you con- how does one consume podcasts? And so we looked at podcast players to see what what kind of things are important there. And then we had to marry the two of them. And then we launched it, right? Because then we launched it to a beta test and saw what things were interesting to people and what things weren't interesting to people. And so we're in the midst now, and and this will be ongoing for the life of the company, which will hopefully be forever, you know, of seeing the way people are actually using the app and what we did well and what we need to rethink. Okay. So... How does GoodPods make money? Do you serve ads? Are there premium memberships? Um, so right now we do not. And the reason is because, you know, like like other social media out there, we wanted to put this out and test to see, did we really create something that consumers want? And did we create it in a way that consumers are going to use it? And so we're at the beginning stages there. Now, once we launch and we get people on this and it is, we've already proven that, you know, A, people want it and people are using it, um, then there are all kinds of ways you can make money and you can, you know, look at all kinds of business models. You mentioned Goodreads, but also all kinds of social media out there. Right, right. Mm. So speaking of business models and podcasting, this is something that I've been thinking about um, kind of wrestling with when it comes to advertising. So in the past, I've had sponsors on my show. Um, I might do a mid-roll or a post-roll read to promote a sponsor, and I would only have sponsors on that I really liked and believed in and had used their product. It always had to do with marketing or voice tech or tools. But I guess as a listener... You, a lot of people fast forward the ads because what's that little 30 second button for? Um, <laughs> what do you think about podcast advertising? Is it is it at a good place right now? Because with some of the larger networks, the ads are dynamically inserted and they're not those host read mid-roll kind of testimonial style, but they're just getting like inserted. Yeah, I think being a part of this industry has been so interesting to me because I was part of TV, right, which has been around forever and had our ways of doing things and clearly upended by the digital uh, age. But um, but to be part of podcasting, which is still relatively small and so new. So I think everything we see right now, whether it's in, in advertising or the way things are served, everything is going to evolve over the next few years. Um, and so I, I just I think whatever we're seeing in advertising now is, is just going to change. Um, and I don't know. That's not my part of the business. So I don't know how it's changed, but I am just positive it is going to change. Yes, I I have a podcast recommendation on that note. So Six Pixels of Separation, which is hosted by my friend Mitch Joel, it's I think it was the first podcast I ever listened to maybe like eight plus years ago. I still listen. It's fantastic. And on episode 700, he had on Seth Godin and they were talking about podcast advertising. And Seth said something. And this is this is going to strike a chord with you because it mentions TV, actually. And he said, 
if you're buying podcast inventory based on thousands of listeners, then you're buying the same way you bought TV ads in 1980. So it's not about how many people are listening, but what is the quality of the audience? Are they interested in a really niche topic? Because this medium lets you get so niche. It's it's so topical. Um, and it's so, so it seems I mean, he thinks like the ads are broken the way that they're working now. Like it's a waste of the interest right. of that target audience. And also it's so personal, right? Like you really get to know someone when you're listening to their podcast, right? I I think your audience <laughs> probably really feels like they know you because you've had all this time to talk and share things about yourself and your own business and life. And so it it's m- much more meaningful when you're talking about something that you like than just a random ad that comes on. Truly, it is. And and that's why podcast advertising is so successful. I mean, the the rates of response, like if you're doing direct response on a podcast for a mattress or a toothbrush and it's host read, uh, it, it ends up being a lot more effective than almost any other medium. That's what the stats have shown. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's influencer marketing, right? It's it's what's happening right. these days. And again, yeah. it's friend to a friend. It's what we started out talking about here is, is that people are out there and you are in essence their friend, right? They've been welcomed into your life and your home all these times. Um, and so it's friend to friend. Yeah. Isn't it the the term parasocial relationship? I think that was the term used to describe the way that we feel like we're friends with people on TV shows. Like you thought you were friends with Rachel and Phoebe. You felt like you knew them, but it's a parasocial friendship. Like it's one-sided. They don't really know you. I, I, I guess with podcasting, sometimes I, like I experienced that with, with the hosts that I really like. <laughs> I know. Totally. Me too. Oh, so when it comes to podcasting, I've helped clients launch podcasts or flash briefings, and I have other ones who have existing podcasts that they want to broaden their audience. And it seems like a lot of people assume that having a a greater audience, a larger listenership spells success. In some ways, sure, it depends on your goal. But do you have ideas as to what is the best way to promote a new or existing podcast? I mean, I, you know, of course, I'm going to go back to good pods, right? Is because I think the best way, <laughs> and and there are other ways too, so I won't be so so self promotional here, um, too much marketing of my own thing, but but truly, it, so I had a podcast. I I when I worked at NBC News, I had a podcast called Been There, Built That, which was a compendium to my show Your Business. And I could not have had better traditional marketing, right? I had a national TV audience who had known me for 13 years, and I promoted that podcast every single week on the show. And sure, it it did better than if I were just, you know, doing it myself in my living room. But I found that when we went back and talked to people about how do you hear about the podcast, a lot of them had never even heard of my show before. And the way they learned about it was talking to friends. I mean, there are a few other sort of digital ways, but it was talking to friends and saying, hey, you got to listen to this new podcast. It's really cool. It's about entrepreneurs. And that's kind of why I was thinking we can have traditional media for podcasts. And of course, it works to gain awareness, but we really need these friend to friend. And, and in good pods, we say at the moment that you want to listen. So I was talking to someone else from a publication who said, you know, they do podcasts, they do articles about podcasts, and it doesn't actually increase the listenership that much. 
But when they mention something on a podcast, that increases the listenership. So I think you have to get to the consumer where they are consuming something. Right, right. That in the moment thing. And this this is something that I I think about and kind of test, which is calls to action on audio, whether it's a podcast or flash briefing. If you have a complex one or you're sending someone to URL, the instructions might be <clears throat> excuse me, more than they can handle at that moment. It's it's kind of tough to get a reaction. So I guess having a place like Good Pods to go when you decide you're in the mood for a podcast, not because you're prompted by an ad telling you to go there or, or self-promotion. Um, yeah. It seems like a better way to go. Yeah. And I think you just want to make things easy for, for people. You know, we're all busy. We've all got so much on our minds. You just want to make things easy for people. Um, and I think you're right that you don't need to get to everyone. You need to get to the right people, right? This, this, not every podcast is appropriate for every person. And there are 30 million podcasts, maybe 40 million oh geez, podcast episodes out there. So, you know, you, oh, wow. <laughs> you may just not rise to the top <laughs> if you don't already have a huge audience, right? Like, you know, if you're not Joe Rogan um, right now or Conan O'Brien, you may not be the top 10 podcast out there, but you can certainly get to the point where you are the top of your of the people who are interested in what you do. If podcasts create voice experiences, Alexa skills, for example, that is one place where they can rise to the top because there's so little competition. Mm. But other than that, you're right. And there are 800,000 podcasts and like you said 30 or 40 million episodes. I wouldn't even I wouldn't go about it trying to compete. I'm not going to compete with Joe Rogan. Like <laughs> I'm not going to compete with the top uh some of the top marketing podcasts that just it's a mixture of listenership and reviews and years and SEO and that's not why I do it. If if I have a small audience that's really engaged and connects. And you know what? If you end up getting a couple clients out of a small audience that are worth quite a bit of money, job well done. It's not about getting a million listeners. Yeah. And for me. Well, and and it shouldn't be. And that's how, so my show on MSNBC was, it was called Your Business. It was about entrepreneurship and and best practices and growing companies. Um, It was very you know, didn't make that much sense on MSNBC because we weren't a political show. We were the one business show. Um, we were actually apolitical. Um, and and certainly we didn't do the numbers that like Rachel Maddow did, but we weren't supposed to, right? We had a very particular audience and we concentrated on serving that particular audience very well. And I think that's why we stayed on for 13 years, but we weren't trying to be everything to everybody. We were trying to just be what we're supposed to be for our audience. So the the show was called Your Business. Yeah. And that was on for 13 years. And then you said there was an accompanying podcast? Yes. It was called Been There, Built That. Been There, Built That? Okay. Well, is it evergreen content? Should we all go back and listen? It's entrepreneurship, right? It is. And I am so embarrassed to say that I don't even know if you can still get it. (laughs) It's so funny, Emily. I've been so laser focused on good pods and promoting other people's podcasts that I just sort of like shut the door on me as a content creator, which is what I had done my entire career. But I'm like, you know what? That I... I'm not interested in that anymore for me. I want to go listen to what other people are writing and promote what other people are talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I understand that. And and that's very 
very noble and it's nice to to shine the light on others. But I bet your show is good because obviously you're you're a good storyteller. That's what you've been doing your whole career. It's um, all about narrative. Yeah, thank you. I did. I really did enjoy it a lot. I, it was really fun. But um, now I'm I'm happy to be. I'm, it, I always laugh. I'm like it's like the. Um, the master becomes the student, right? Because I I interviewed people about entrepreneurship for so long, and I actually did it myself during the same time with Good Shop. But but now I'm you know really getting to take all those lessons I learned for 13 years of interviewing founders and CEOs and say, okay, let's let's put it into place again in this second company of mine. Oh, yes. Well, that makes me want to support Good Pods even more. I love that story. That. Um, you applied and then walk the walk and all of that. Very, very cool. So we've already discussed probably a half dozen podcasts, but just for fun, at the end of my episodes, I like to ask my guests if there's a certain podcast or podcast episode that you would recommend. Um, I am really, I just finished We Crashed. If anyone hasn't heard it, it's about the rise and fall of WeWork, um, which I really, really loved. Loved. And I also, I just okay. really love Dan Harris's 10% Happier. Great. Well, those recommendations will be on beetlemoment.com slash podcast. This episode is with JJ Ramberg, and we'll have notes to everything that we mentioned in the show notes so you can access it. And of course, you'll want to sign up for Good Pods. You can download the app. It's free. Um, and then JJ, let people know where they can connect with you. Um, I'm on Instagram, JJ Ramberg, or Twitter, JJ Ramberg. Um, you know what? If I can just do a call out for anyone and hopefully all of you who download the app, if you have any suggestions for us, we are open ears. We really, 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 really want your feedback. And you can send it right to me at jj at goodpods.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much, JJ. Oh, Emily, I cannot thank you enough. This was a really fun conversation. When it comes to podcasts and voice platforms like Alexa and Google Assistant, are you confident that your marketing strategy is setting you up for success? I've helped dozens of clients in North America and Europe with voice marketing, and I offer private strategy consultations resulting in a customized action plan. Visit emilybender.com call to book your consultation in just a few clicks. That's emilybender.com call. Set!